Thank you for listening to Digressive Obscenity. Follow us on Twitter at Digress underscore Obscene. And rate and review us on iTunes. Okay, hold on a second. So I'll just, I'll just moan into the microphone. Yeah, we can use that as like background. scrolling on that iPad. Oh my god. Can't tell if this is making it harder or easier. Oh, it's making it harder. Oh, yeah, there we go. Thank God. Okay. <clears throat> Digressive. Obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digressive Obscenity, or I Stepped in Something, Then Something Stepped in Me, the podcast. Today, my guest is Graham Skipper. Graham Skipper, start us off right. Who are you and what do you do? Tell me about you. Hello, I am Graham Skipper. I am an actor. Uh, I uh, act in all sorts of things. Uh, namely, uh, let's see, uh, I originated the role of Herbert West in Reanimator the Musical. I recently have starred in the film Almost Human, which is going to be playing at Midnight Madness at the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, I'm in a comedy troupe called Fucked, F-U-C-T, uh, just based in New York City, and I do all sorts of other fun things. Excellent. So, segueing just softly into the question segment. Questions. Stop asking me questions. What is your first memory of me? My first memory of you would have to be, I think, I think it was play, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what was it called? The Playwrights... Festival, festival yes. yeah. I think it would, have been, it would have been the Playwrights Festival at Fordham right. University. Uh, the first, it was my first year there, so I was a freshman, and I think that it was. Well, what was the what was the play that you did that first year? Was it Pointless? The sketch was, thing? Yeah, yeah. It was Pointless. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, I think I think one of my first like distinctive memories of you is you asking if I wanted a bite of your pigeon. Yeah. And and, and me thinking. God, that man is very tall, and I'm not sure if he's an actual crazy homeless man yeah. or a student here. Excellent. It turned out you were a little both. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a student of the universe, man. Yeah, So yeah. yeah. Well, the lizard people demand it. <sighs> lizard people. They're taskmasters, but, you know. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Books. What is your favorite moment or episode of The Simpsons? My favorite moment or episode of The Simpsons uh, is a tough one. It is a really tough one. Yeah. Um, gosh. Okay. I'm gonna say the Treehouse of Horror, mm-hmm. where uh, Lisa inadvertently creates a tiny uh, pre-industrial civilization in a petri dish. Yeah, yeah. And then Bart, uh, you know, and then Bart becomes like the evil Satan the figure, and yeah. and, <laughs> and they they end up waging war on him, and and uh, yeah, I think I think that has to be my favorite moment. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The cola. What was that called? Uh, we should know this. Like I know I should. The, uh, the, it was a reference. The name is a reference to something. The Genesis Tub. Yeah, the Genesis, the Genesis Tub. tub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good episode. Um, gonna wait for that. What are you listening to? What am I listening to? I'm listening to a lot of horror movie soundtracks. Nice. I'm gearing up for uh, Goblin is appearing in L.A. for the first time ever in October. 
and I'm going to go see them live. And uh, it's immediately followed by a screening of Deep Red at the Egyptian. And I'm so excited. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I've been listening to a lot of horror movie soundtracks. Um, I, really a lot of soundtracks. I love the Attack the Block soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of my favorite movies right now. I love it. Um, like I said, a lot of Goblin. There's this great soundtrack that I've been obsessed with uh, for, from the film The Burning. I don't know if you're I've if you know the burning. burning. It is the first film that the Weinstein's produced. Holy it's a, shit! It's a slasher film from like the early '70s, and top it's, quality. I'm imagining. Oh, top quality. Yeah. And actually, you know, actually pretty good. <laughs> but uh, the soundtrack is just fucking wild. Um, what kind of like? It's stuff it's is it? really a mix of like sweet melodic piano music uh-huh. and then hardcore synth, <laughs> and it just switches back and forth. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, I know. Well, I know you're a fan of Coil. Oh God! And I recently have discovered the unreleased the Hellraiser. Hellraiser soundtrack. Oh, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and so fucking scary. Yeah, and it made me really, really wish that one thing. I'm going to put this out into the universe right now. Sure. I wish that filmmakers would put out on like whatever super special edition DVD they want to, you know, they release. Yeah. Put out a musicless track. Just put out a musicless track so just to your the film. Movie. Just, yeah, just the movie. Okay. Don't put any. Don't put the soundtrack on it. You know, because we can watch it and we love that and everything. Sure, yeah. But you know, then it might allow us to, you know, put the be inspired by the, it. You know, be inspired by it. Or put the Coil soundtrack on there. See or what, see what syncs up. Yeah, sure. See what syncs up. You know, they, they have the opposite of that. They have like. Oh, our, our composer's so good, we have the music-only track to a movie, which, honestly, I've never watched. I've never understood that. It's it's It seems a little masturbatory. Yeah. I uh, mean, I don't know. I can't really think of too many movie scores that really... Because, on one hand, they're supposed to be just wallpaper. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, what's the point of working that hard and paying somebody so much money for wallpaper? Right. Well, and, the, and they're supposed to, to complement the film. Yes. You know, yeah. which they do really well, but then if you're, you know... Which, which is why I love listening to the soundtracks because it doesn't totally work. Like not every yeah. little little interstitial moment like is necessarily yeah. good to just listen to it in your car. But some of the tracks are just awesome. Totally. What else? I love Talking Heads. Uh, yeah. You know, listen to a lot of Queen. Have you heard uh, "Love This Giant"? Love This Giant. No. It's David Byrne and Saint Vincent. Oh, I've heard, I've heard of it, but I've, I haven't seen it it's, or listened to it. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's huh. um, it's basically they got together years ago and put this thing together with a brass band as a core okay and it's fantastic are you a fan of saint vincent at all you know, to be honest i don't know if you if you like either of them at all this uh-huh. is really awesome and we okay. actually saw them in in brooklyn a couple of years ago maybe a year ago. i don't know but a fantastic show like it's just them but they do sort of choreography hmm. and yeah it's ridiculous that's cool so definitely check that out um so what are you reading right now what am I reading? Um, I recently picked up, again, I've had it on my shelf since high school. Uh, it's a, a book from the like mid-1700s called The Monk. Okay. And I was, I had this awesome high school English teacher, this guy, Mr. League, and I asked him uh, one time what his favorite book was, and he said, it's this book, The Monk. And I found out that it's one of the first like straight horror novels. Nice. Um, it is about a, a monk of like the highest order, this this priest in Spain, mm-hmm. who um, uh, it's pretty cool actually. He's he's tempted by this woman who mm-hmm. was in you know who has somehow found her way into the 
like the inner circle of she's like pretended to be a man and then it's revealed she's a woman. Gotcha. And then, you know, he's like, well, you got to get the fuck out of here. Sure. You're a woman. And she ends up killing, attempting to kill herself by, by drinking poison. And he is so distraught over this and he's so overtaken with lust for her that he mm-hmm. ends up sleeping with her. Okay. And then after that, it delves into this, like, he starts doing black magic and, like, the devil starts appearing nice. to him and he starts, like, like incest and murder and rape and all this terrible stuff. It's just a total downward spiral. I feel, well, it sounds awesome, but I feel like the fact that it's now been put onto the internet that we're going to see a shitty remake of that starring, like, I don't know, like Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bra- Ooh, Bradley Cooper's good. Yeah, he'd be yeah. good for that. I sure, think. sure. Because he's not bad, but he's just kind of ubiquitous right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, Hollywood, anyway. if you're listening, The Monk. Yeah, The Monk. What are you watching right now? Gosh, well, I just got caught up on Game of Thrones. I will be honest, I read the first two books, um, and once I kind of found out the deal with George R.R. R. Martin, kind of cock-teasing uh-huh. the entire universe, uh-huh. I stopped. Because I went through that with the Dark Tower, uh-huh. and I'm not doing it again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll wait until he's done, and then I'll watch the shows, and I'll I'll read the books, and it's going to be great. I'm yeah, sure. the, I see. I kept trying to read. I don't read as much as I should, and I wish I read more. And I started reading Game of Thrones, the first one, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. But I just never—it's like a thousand pages, you know. I just yeah. never. It was so hard for me to sit down and and really like devote the time that I needed to to do that. Sure. So. Uh, so I just said, okay, fuck it, you know, let's just watch the show. And it's yeah. so fucking good. It's great. That's what I keep hearing. Um, yeah, so I've, I've really enjoyed that. Uh, I watch a lot of Chopped on the Food Network. Okay, that's the salad show? No, that's, uh, that's, that's a like a contest show. It's like a, okay. it's like a you know, Ted Allen from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy hosts. And okay. there's, there's like four professional chefs and they have, it's like they, they're given four mystery ingredients and... Then they have twenty minutes to make a meal out of it. Okay. Basically, and then every round somebody gets cut and uh, or chopped or chopped as it as it were. <sighs> um, and then, you know, to I watch movies all the time. Yeah. I saw Hot Fuzz for the first time recently. Oh wow! It's amazing. And you obviously love Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead, and yeah. that's the reason why I never watched Hot Fuzz is because I was so, I love be better. How can it be better? I <laughs> yeah. love Shaun of the Dead so much. I didn't want to go in and be disappointed. Sure. And then finally, uh, our friend Ian McQuethy. Yes, yes. Uh, he uh, he and I are going to. Uh, very excited we're going to a preview screening next week of world's end oh and fuck you that's so awesome. excited and so he was like we gotta watch Hot you Fuzz. need you need to see part two yeah. yeah what's called the blood and ice cream trilogy it's the cornetto tri- well i may be a blood and ice cream but i've only heard it referred to as the cornetto trilogy okay both of those work for me Bo- both but i'm so work. excited at the world's end i am so excited i read they had a piece on a piece in fangoria about it and it just sounds so great oh <sighs> I don't, I don't want it to end, though. I don't. I, I don't want the trilogy to end. I know. Oh. They'll come back. I also the I because I just watched this like two days ago for the first time is Kronos, Guillermo del Toro's first movie. Yeah, wait, wait, is in the short film? Where no, the, it's a no. it's a it's his first feature. Uh, made it when he was twenty nine, mm-hmm. uh, like two million dollar budget. Uh, it's a vampire movie. Okay, uh, I have not seen. It. I think it's one of those things that you know you have it on the list to watch. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really good. Um, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's cool, and, and I was just watching the director's commentary on it, and it's just, like, so impressive to hear, you know, about this guy who's now this massive, yeah. you know, director, like, talking about scrubbing dog shit off of this floor <laughs> so that they could, you know, 
have a guy lick blood off of it, you know, and it's nice. it's great. It's beautiful. It's well done. Awesome acting. Ron Perlman's in it. He's great. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's cool. Excellent. I'm still bummed out that the, the Mountains of Madness never happened. Oh, man. Well, you you know, Mount, Mountains of Madness not happening is essentially what we have to thank for Pacific Rim happening. Because if I had to pick, I mean, oh, oh, yeah, uh, please. If I, I if I had to pick, Pacific I'd say Rim, and it was big and dumb and actiony. You know, I mean, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. If anything, I was a little bit disappointed because I thought because for me, Del Toro like always sort of transcends my expectations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and he didn't do that with that. Yeah. But I had yeah I had read that you know when when Mountains of Madness finally did totally fall through. Uh, there was some oh I read this in in Fangoria recently actually uh, he Del Toro apparently. You know, he just cried, you know, for the rest Aww. of the night. And then the next morning, Pacific Rim landed on his desk. And he was like, great, let's do Fine. this. Fine, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, he did a good job with it. The sure. one thing, I guess, is like, I, even though the creatures kind of looked Lovecraftian, mm-hmm. I just wish someone had said something unpronounceable. You know, yes. there was just something yes. to be like, yes, it is Cthulhu. That is what those tentacles are. I mean, the thing at the end was... People probably haven't seen this whole thing, so I won't talk about the thing at the end. Right. Whew, caught myself there. Ooh, there yeah. Whew, okay. What are you playing? What am I playing? Uh, finally got Bioshock Infinite, ah, which is fucking it's awesome. Living up to it, right? Oh my god, it's great. I'm so happy it's good. Yes. Um, yeah. I was disappointed with Bioshock Two. I did not play it because I heard you didn't need to. I heard yeah. it was okay. It stood on its own, it was but fine. it didn't need to happen. No, Bioshock One is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock Infinite's great. And then I, I don't know if you can look over and see what I have unfurled oh, nice. from my it's my old Nintendo sixty four. Um, and so I've been I've been busting out some uh, reliving. Oh, reliving! Shadows of the Empire totally holds up. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, it's great. Yeah. Uh, of course, Zelda. Um, yeah, but I guess I, I don't play as many video games as I as I want to. Yeah. I don't. I don't. But that's I, okay. There's better things to do, but at the same time, uh, yeah. Are, is there though? Things. Is there? Are there better things to do? You know, okay. There was a period where there wasn't better things to do, and for the past few months, there have been better things to do. Mm-hmm. And then, starting soon, there will not be better things to do. Right. Right. Have you ever broken a bone? Yes, I dislocated my right pinky when oh, I God. was in middle school. I was playing wall ball. I don't know if you remember wall ball. I don't know. We we called it wall ball. I don't know. It was basically you know you take a like a racquetball yeah. and you you throw it against like the big side of your school. Okay. And then you have to you have to catch it like when it bounces back. Okay. And if you catch it, you just throw it again. But if you miss it, then you have to run and touch the wall before one of the other guys catches the ball and beans you with it. I think we had something like that. I yeah yeah. Okay. And so we used to play this like every day, and I. Uh, ran into my friend i think that's how it happened i like ran into my friend he was like backing up and my right pinky was completely turned backwards nice totally turned backwards and uh what was great is you know i went into the to the er and he like injected the stuff and then he just you know turned it back around and then he basically said okay you're fine you know you can go back and i i was really hoping that i could cybernetic pinky well that or (laughs) Trying to, I, I I really didn't want to play football. Yeah, and so I was really kind and of you, hoping you, you for like a to big in cast. Texas, oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was you know That's either that or volleyball, me. and I mean, and that was for fags, of course, right? Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. So I I was really hoping that I could get you know some gnarly injury that would prevent me from playing football. Yeah, and I I guess the doctor could tell from my face how disappointed I was. 
and and so he broke my thumb. <laughs> yeah, so so he bit my hand off. Yeah, he um no, so he, he was like he was like, well, I don't have to put a cast on it. And I go, oh, okay, and 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 he said, well, why? Or, or you should be happy. And I said, well, like to be honest with you, I was kind of hoping that I could get out of football. And he goes, well, you know what? I can put a bigger cast than you really need. Nice. And so he put this big old, it's called like a gutter splint. So it was like this giant thing with this huge deal on it. And I got to be all walking around, you know, school with this nice. big thing. Got out of football for the season. Well, yeah, well done. Thanks. There was, a, there was a game that we were playing. It was freshman year of high school. And it was the J, it was a JV game. We were playing against our, our like rivals, the Trojans. So, of course, you know, it was all very heated oh yes of course and i wasn't playing because i was on like third string it was terrible and but in the same game same game first thing that happened was one of the guys on the other team had his kidney ruptured uh because he got hit with a helmet in the kidney jesus so they took him off in an ambulance we resumed play and then (laughs) and then later in the game not even kidding you one of the other guys face masked one of our guys grabbed all his face mask our guy turned his head really fast ripped the guy's index finger clean off <laughs> clean off they stopped the game all right everybody yeah. all the dads went out in the field looked for the finger found sure. it called the ambulance got the kid you know washed the blood off of the guy's helmet sure got the kid in the ambulance taken away moment we of res- silence we resumed play yeah and then uh after it started the- raining we had to stop the game yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after the game i went up to my dad and i said dad it's not worth it. Yeah, me. exactly. This just isn't worth it. If I had the rights to it, I would have the, you know, are you ready for some football? Just come yeah. in here. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you collect anything intentionally? Well, aside um, from snakes. Aside, aside from snakes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I collect. For a lot, many, many years, I collected swords. You can mm-hmm. see on the wall yes. over there, and I have many more in the kind of scattered around and in the closet and stuff, like under the pillow, just in case. Just someone in case. Comes in. Well, if you look yeah. in all the drawers over there, you'll you'll find <laughs> knives and things scattered around. And I used to be like pretty pretty good about collecting those, and people would get them for me. And then I think at a certain point when I realized that I wasn't even hanging up all the ones I had on my wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, why Why continue to do that? Yeah. But once in a while, if I, like, stop by a garage sale and somebody's got a cool old sword, you know, then sure. I'd be able to resist. Yeah, and on the chance that one of them might be enchanted. Well, exactly. And shit gets real. Yeah, and then shit gets real, yeah. and then you need that sword to yeah. fight off, you know, the... Name it. Orcs or, you know... Fecal demons. Fecal or... demons. Jesus, God. Not again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, I guess I guess swords would really be the only thing I've intentionally collected. Like this is for my collection. When yeah. I was a kid, I had um, I collected bones and things for my museum, uh, quote unquote. And it was like I had like a little monkey skull and like little alligator heads. And I'm hearing serial killer. I'm <laughs> well, hearing serial killer. Swords, knives, baby heads, baby heads, um, monkey skulls, and uh, and then also for a period of time when I was a kid, I would. Uh, I would coeds. <laughs> coeds. Keep yeah. in the basement. <laughs> um, I would. I would uh, collect little um, like models of famous buildings. You know, like okay. little Eiffel Tower. That's and... far less disturbing. Yeah, I mean, covered in the blood of virgins. Covered in the... Okay, that's far more disturbing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Moving on. I wish I could edit out the uncomfort I'm feeling. <laughs> um, okay, so Robert Hollywood, the vice president of Hollywood, calls you up on your phone mm-hmm. and says, Graham, I'm looking for one suggestion to make the entertainment industry better. 
gosh, Robert, mm-hmm. that is that is a good question. Um, one suggestion to make the industry better, uh, this is sort of bringing the government into it a little bit, sure. but America needs a substantial like national arts fund. Yeah. Um, that I would love to see go to both theater and and you know film and TV mm-hmm. that would allow you know independent filmmakers and thankfully Kickstarter and Indiegogo and things like that yeah, yeah. are really really helping with this absolutely yeah but I wish that I wish that there were just a big giant pot of money that can be devoted to people that would have to write in and request this money you know yeah. for a good project sure um, you know but but it at least would allow cool, innovative, different, interesting things to happen. You know, like, yeah. yes, a million dollars is super cheap. And yes, it's realistic that somebody could get that money. Sure, yeah. But it's it's really fucking difficult. There's only so much you could do with that also. Yeah, So basically exactly. kind of like a government Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, you know, it just, I just yeah. want, I just want to be able, I want artists to be able to... To make art. To, to make art, you oh, know, yeah. and, and to have a place where it's not like you're scrambling to talk to whatever rich person you can think of. Yeah. And it's also not... You're also not going to some big corporation that really doesn't give a shit about you, yeah. but someplace with a, st- a, you know, just a stack of money, preferably mm-hmm. in big, like Scrooge McDuck bags with like dollar signs vault. on them. Yeah, 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 definitely. That you know that that people could go to to get you know a real two to five million dollars to make an awesome movie that they want to make. Sure. Um, the other and the other thought that I had too was that a friend of mine, like actually I think did this, but somehow it it like for whatever reason didn't work there needs to be a studio mm-hmm. that is dedicated to making micro budget pictures yeah you know just you know anywhere from like the 250,000 to half a million range sure you know uh which it's just so funny to me that that's considered micro budget yeah know? exactly but budget, yeah but well, silver pictures did i don't know what's happening to it now but they had greenlit home invasion mm-hmm. which was going to be micro budget like starring complete unknowns, all shot on GoPros, hmm. and I was actually uh, part of the the demo for that. Hmm. And when I saw the final product, it's like, yeah, you could absolutely do this. Yeah. And then because the Purge did so well, they kind of trashed the the GoPro first person sort. I'm sorry, not, not the found footage. Mm-hmm. So they sort of scrapped the found footage thing and they went more in that direction. But yeah, that was that could have been good because. It costs them nothing. Yeah. And people love that kind of movie. You can you can see the plot for Home Invasion 1 through 5. Yeah, but, yeah, totally. It's, yeah. you know, I wish that, I, I really love indie horror especially. And, yeah. and, you know, small small indie films anyway. I mean, there's, did you ever see the movie Bellflower? No. Bellflower is great. It was made for, I want to say, $17,000. Nice. Um, which, for those of you who are not, you know, movie makers out there. Seventeen thousand dollars is a ludicrously low yeah. sum of money to make a movie. That's craft services it's for craft. a couple days. It's yeah. nothing. Yeah. And these guys made this film Bellflower, which ended up winning the jury prize at Sundance the year it came out. Nice. And it's sort of this weird it's these two guys that are that live in, in an area of town in LA called Bellflower, which is sort of like a rundown part of town. And but they're both obsessed with the movie Mad Max, and so they they they're kind of deadbeats, but they've dedicated their life to <laughs> to making like homemade flamethrowers and souped up cars, and exactly. that the apocalypse. Happens. Sure, yeah, you got to be ready. And then all sorts of things happen, and I won't ruin it for you. But Excellent. it's a fantastic movie. Excellent. Uh, I think it's on Netflix Instant. Yeah, Wonderful. seventeen thousand dollars, and won the fucking jury prize at Sundance, so it can be done. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's just uh, it's just a shame that I think that. There are a lot of filmmakers out there that maybe don't don't know how to get that money. Yeah, 
and and don't you know necessarily have the uh, the know how the know how or you know to get a grant you got to be able to write for a grant cogently yeah you you have to have grant writing skills yeah you know and and I just I think making 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 art easier is always good yeah Um, that would be what I'd say he's gonna pass that on to whoever the president of Hollywood is. Obama Hollywood. Obama, yeah, Obama, exactly. Um, okay, um, those were the questions. Okay. Now we're going to digress a bit. Great. What? What is the first movie you remember seeing that truly affected you? First movie... Uh, Either, I'm going to say two, because there are two that are kind of milling around in my head. One of them is sure. Snow White. Okay. Um, when the, you know, they're all walking um, up the, the like, mountain, and it's, like, sort of silhouetted, and this mm-hmm. lightning crash it happens. Yeah, yeah. And you think that the dwarves have all been killed. Yes. I lost my shit. I think this is the first time <laughs> I've ever cried in a movie. I remember going, holy fucking shit, all the dwarves are dead. Um, nice. So the, there was that. That with that and, and Pleasure Island and Pinocchio yeah. are kind of two things that just really affected me. But I remember when I was a kid, probably, I don't know, six or seven, mm-hmm. and my babysitter was watching Jaws 3D in the living room while wow. I was there. Okay. And I walked in and I saw... I want to say it was maybe even just the opening scene where there's like that weirdest muddy fish head floating towards the screen. Yeah. And it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it scared me so bad. Yeah. But I, yeah, probably, it was probably one of those. Okay. Um, you know, I, growing up, I, I, one of the best thrills, as I would think it is for any kid, is to, you know, sort of sneak and watch. What you're not supposed to watch. Exactly, yeah. You know, I remember like The Meaning of Life. Money Python's The Meaning of Life was one of those. My parents were watching it. And I just remember seeing this very scary death, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which is scary to a kid, followed by like hundreds of tits. Yeah. And just saying, what are they watching? How is this going to affect me later in life? Yeah. (laughs) And now I'm here with swords and virgin blood. Exactly. And co-eds. Co-eds. Stay quiet. Shh, girls. Oh, there's one boy. So, moving on. Tell me about the last dream you had. The last dream? The last dream you can remember. I had a dream. I think it was last night. That I was hanging out with Taylor Schilling. Okay. Who we, for you listeners out there, Paul and I both went to college with Taylor Schilling. Yes, indeed. Who was a fantastic actress and a wonderful human being. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just so proud of her for all of her incredible success. Yeah, yeah. But I had this dream that it was me and my wife Jordan and Taylor and, like, I think my mom and my sister were there mm-hmm. and my brother-in-law. And we were all in this, like, apartment, and we were getting – we. I don't even remember why Taylor was there, but somehow she was, like, showing us how there's a – there was, like, a Taylor Schilling board game – and uh, and like a Taylor Schilling karaoke sing along, <laughs> that's awesome. And all this stuff, I was like, wow, that's really interesting merchandising for Orange Is the New Black. But you know, whatever. Specifically, yeah, yeah. you know. And then and then uh, we, my brother in law brought out this game, which I wish existed. Okay. It was like a board game. It was essentially if you had Civilization, yeah, yeah. but as a board game. Okay. And but the it was an organic like living 
board that that you would put on the table and you you it would grow over like a day you had to like wait 24 hours nice and this little like world would grow and you would have to sort of cultivate the different like zones yeah to where you were going to build your cities and everything and so it was a, a game a board game that was designed to last for years and years yeah as you slowly you so know develop organic this thing. interactive civilization yeah yeah and i remember my section was growing way more slowly than everybody else's uh-huh. and it was really annoying because it was just like mud and dirt mm-hmm. over on my side and they were already building like tanks and space shovels wow. okay and that and that was that's kind of all i remember Excellent. Yeah. Well, with Kickstarter, maybe that can happen. And sure. nanotechnology. Yeah. Nanotechnology Kickstarter. Yeah. Maybe maybe an Orange is the New Black themed, themed organic civilization. Or endorsed by Orange is the New Black. Oh, that's good. See, that works. You know what's weird? Um, so did you did you see Unker and Fish at the web series that Jess Howell and I did? Yes, I did. So in the fifth episode of that, um, we have uh, Samara Wiley, who's also in Orange is the New Black, and she climbs me like a tree. Who, who is she in? The show? I haven't seen the show yet. Oh, really? I haven't watched the show yet. Oh, it's great. Um, really good. Yeah. I've heard amazing stuff about yeah. it, but then I found out that someone mentioned, like, is that Samara Wiley from Orange is New Black? And I'm like, Google? Yes, it is. That's funny. That's so very strange stuff, yeah. Interesting. Something about that show. Small, I know, yeah, I keep encountering. Tiny world, ridiculously yeah. small world. Um, what is the worst job you've ever had? The worst job I've ever had. Gosh, you know, I've been very fortunate to have very positive working experiences. Excellent. Um, probably, uh, well, let me think. Let me think. Not everybody has a worse job. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard because I like I would say you know making coffee for a Broadway production you know it was like a PA but again it was like a learning experience it was yeah totally fun and you're making coffee for a right yeah I'm I was in yeah. I was in this show one time and I I love all the people that were involved with the show um, but it was it was just sort of like a funny experience overall um, I was in a a passion play. Um, okay. With uh, with a my good friend, serious one or a yeah, parody? it was a serious okay. one with okay. my good friend Jack Boyce. Yes, indeed, Jack um, Boyce. who actually got me got me into the show. It was it was great, and we had it's hard for me to say it was like a bad job because it wasn't. It was just such a ridiculous show. It was like so Jesusy, and I was Judas. Okay, and I was Judas and Herod. It was like weirdly double cast. Okay, and I just remember that it was one of those things where like. It was it was in Union City, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and it was a little shuttle bus ride. But I remember that you know we'd be watching the clock because at a, at like ten p.m. the buses the bus would stops. stop yeah. running. So we and the director wouldn't really think of this because me and like a ha- only a handful of the actors didn't live in New Jersey. Everybody okay. else was there locally. Okay, and so we'd be like me and Jack, like everybody would be kind of watching, and then every every single night without fail, we'd be just sprinting to the. Yeah. You know, sprinting to the best. But again, it was fun and it was ridiculous. And, yeah. you know, it it, it wasn't, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I hesitate to say it was that was a bad experience. Yeah. Well, re- I mean, relatively. You know. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess that would be my answer for that. Sure. What is your zombie apocalypse escape plan? Who would you want with you? Where would you go? <sighs> okay. So... 
We can set up parameters if you need it. In the in the event, well, okay, are we are we talking like fast zombies, slow zombies? Oh no no no, slow zombies. Okay. We're talking Romero slow zombies. Okay. Romero non-learning zombies. Right. We're yeah, not, yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah, okay. I'm convinced if we do have the fast zombie apocalypse, we're, we're fucked. There's yeah. no yeah yeah. There's no way. Yeah no, that. it's it's over. Yeah. So okay, if in the event that a zombie when? apocalypse, let's, when a yeah. zombie apocalypse, yeah, happens, let's come on, yeah. What you got to do is, luckily I have a multiple you have, swords. I'm looking at the sword, yeah, so, I'm so in, already you're ahead of the game. So the first thing yeah. that you got to do is barricade your house. What I'd probably say is we would likely move where we're, where we're sitting right now is in, in sort of a, a guest house that's behind my main house for, yes. the, for the listeners out there to realize. Yes. So we would go from the main house, mm-hmm. me, my wife, and my dog. We'd come back here to the guest house, which is much more easily barricadable. Very defendable. Yeah. Um, it has all the swords in it, too. Yes. So we get that. And then what you got to do, and plus it's like in a backyard, so I feel like it's also kind of doubly, you know. Yeah, because zombies are going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to, what's the word? Horde, not horde. They're going to. Well, they're, they're going to be flock. drawn. They're going to flock to, you know, shopping malls. Exactly. Or, yes. you know, places. Yeah, they're but, not going to go into back alleys. Yeah. So I would get all set up in here. We have some emergency water. My mom demanded that we get earthquake water. Of course, yeah. Uh, so we have water already. And then what you got to do is go to uh, uh, first go to a supermarket and mm-hmm. get whatever organics are left. Sure. You know, anything that's going to be perishable in a few days, mm-hmm. get it and eat it that night. You yeah. know, eat it immediately. And get as many... Canned goods, non-perishables as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Go grocery shopping. Go nuts. Uh, get some tradables. So yeah. things that are really going to be important. Batteries, you know, batteries. Like ropes, ladders. Yeah, yeah salt is going to be salt, at a premium. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, booze. Absolutely. Uh, I would go raid some of the disp- um, weed dispensaries that we have here in LA. Absolutely. Because people are going to want some weed. Sure. So yeah, some people, they're just going to want to smoke up and just be done with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. go to a pharmacy, get as much medicine as you possibly can. Sure, sure. And Not then go get a whole bunch of gas. Definitely. You know, like I'd probably say the three stops would be, a, you know, big grocery store, um, preferably one with a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, then go to a CVS or something. Absolutely. Uh, then you'd go to Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And you get a bunch of tools, you get a whole bunch of gas cans, um, and then you go to a uh, then you go to a gas station, mm-hmm. and then you just pump as much gas in the gas cans as you can. Then you load everything up into the car, mm-hmm. and then you fucking drive to the country. Okay. You drive as far out into the country as you possibly can, and you find a house out there, and then you hole up and you wait for everything to be over. Okay. All right. I yeah. like that. Yes. Oh, you know, and books. Get some books. Yeah. Because you don't want to do cabin crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, get some cabin books. Paper, yeah. You know, some some like uh some board games. Sudoku. Yeah, Sudoku. Because that thing. Here's the thing about Sudoku. If you get a big enough book of Sudoku, um, by the time you're done with it and you go back to the first one, you don't remember the solution. Right. Just what I did, um, at my, at my awful job when I had when I was at a low, and I didn't think of books. I got a Sudoku book, and what I would do is make random photocopies and then solve them and then make more random photocopies because that way I could just keep coming back to it without marking it in the book. Interesting. Yeah. See? There Very you go. Sad. Very sad. But that's that's what I would do. I just, I, I've always... It's a solid plan. You yeah. just, you know, and then you can make runs into the city if you need to. Yeah. Hopefully, eventually, somebody will get their shit together. Yeah. You know? And, that's and the biggest concern. I, am, I, I imagine we'll be saved by the Chinese. I would hope so, or they could just tell us to go fuck ourselves and nuke the entire thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yes, okay. I I support that. Okay. Um, And finally, with our digressions, tell me a joke. 
Tell you a joke. Okay. Um, all right. So a, uh, let let me make sure I'm going to tell this correctly. Sure. This is, this is, this is a good one. Um, okay. So these two guys walk into a bar. Okay. Right. And they walk in, they're having a drink. They look over and they see this guy that he looks like Hitler would look. But if Hitler were like, you know, I think I know this. Eighty-six joke. years old. Yes. Do you know this joke? This is one of my favorite jokes. I love this joke. Yes. And and so you know he looks over at, at they look over this guy and they're like that looks like fucking Hitler. So they walk over and they say, "Excuse me, sir, does anybody tell you that you look a lot like Hitler would look if you were alive?" And he goes, "That is because I am Hitler." You go, what? What? You're Hitler? Yeah, yeah. I have been in hiding, but I am getting ready to to return after all these years. Oh my God! What are you What are you gonna do? Oh, it's going to be terrible. She's going to be worse than ever. I am going to this time kill eight million Jews. Oh my God! And it's going to be even worse than that. After that, I am going to kill one birthday clown. I go. What? Why would you? Why would you kill? Why would you kill a clown? You see, I told you nobody cared about the Jews. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting to hear like a different, a different iteration of the joke. I mean, it's like it's like oral tradition. Yeah. No, that's great. That wow. Stuart Gordon told me that joke. I don't know who the hell told me that joke. Yeah. Stuart Gordon was he at Fordham by any chance? No, Stuart Gordon is the director of. Reason oh, that's Stuart, that's Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon. Holy yeah. fuck! Okay. Yeah. He, so he's an anti-Semite. So he's an anti-Semite, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Roundabout way of saying, yeah, pretty much, possibly a war criminal. Yeah, well, possibly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that joke. Yeah. So I do awful. Too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now that we have uh, defamed the Jews and right. the memory of all of them who died in the Holocaust, moment. Okay. Let's get specific. Mm-hmm. Let's get specific. So, what started you on the path of horror? Okay, I, I think I can pinpoint the moment. Uh, Excellent. I, when I was like 14 or 15, my parents showed me The Exorcist. And, 14 or 15. Okay, and, so that's seventh grade. Yeah, okay. and it absolutely scared the shit out of me. I'd never been that scared in all my life. Sure. And I will admit now to the world, I had to sleep in my parents' bedroom that night. Wow. Yeah, I did. I was very, very scared. I was convinced the devil was going to come get me. Sure. It was very, very frightening. Well, so a quick aside to this. So were you were you raised religiously? Um, you know, I went. To, I was raised going to church, but it wasn't it wasn't because of that. It was gotcha. just well, just because there's certain people that you know. It's if you know, like uh, the best way to make fun of Catholicism are people who were Catholic and were grown up with mm-hmm. it, so they have that sort of background. And I, I've noticed that some people who were more frightened of the Exorcist mm-hmm. is it, it's because. They were brought up saying, like, the devil is real. Here's what well, happens. Well, you know, it's I've always believed in ghosts. My my grandmother was a psychic, and she was a practicing witch. And, mm-hmm. and the, there was, you know, always that sort of around. Sure. And so it was totally reasonable to me to believe that if it's not the devil, then a demon a or some evil, evil spirit, force. you know, yes, was, yeah. could come in and could do this. And, of sure. course, I've been told it was based on a true story and, like, all this stuff. Nice. Yeah. So that night happened. I didn't sleep a wink all night. I was fucking terrified. And morning <laughs> came. And this moment happened where I said, in the daylight, I have to watch that movie again. Yeah. And I watched it again immediately. And I think that day I watched it three more times <laughs> because I wanted to dissect. I wanted to go, what? Because, you know, after a while, I went, okay, this is a movie. Exactly. What this is, is a movie? Yeah. What, what freaked me out so freaked much? Freaked me out so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, I, I started watching. I typically, like, when I see a horror movie, 
ever since then, I, I see it twice, you know, and I'll see it the first time, and it'll scare me, hopefully, you know, sometimes not, yes. whatever, and then and then I really try to look at it again with a critical eye and go, what is scary about this? Because mm-hmm. I think that's a really, it's always fascinated me how much of an art that is. Yes. You know, and and, and how it's, it's not just in, you know, this is how you make somebody jump, but it's the timing of the film. It's yeah. the whole scene building up to it you know same goes for reading a book you know you read a stephen king book and and you go what is scary about this i'm just sitting here reading these words you know this great book called house of leaves Mm -hmm. by mark z danielewski and and it's it was the same thing it scared the hell out of me and and i just really am fascinated by by this idea that somebody can affect you that way sure because that to me is way more than that's way more affecting than you know seeing a comedy and and you know as much as i love caddyshack Yes. I am not as affected by Caddyshack as I am by Jaws. Sure. You know, Caddyshack, you know, people that have seen Caddyshack don't immediately laugh whenever they think of a golf course. Yes. But people that have seen Jaws always have a a hesitation, even if it's just a moment of hesitation the rest of their life before putting a toe in the water. Even if they haven't seen it. Yeah, even if they haven't seen it. It's leached into the culture so much that it's like. I mean, when I was a kid, I hadn't seen Child's Play, Mm -hmm. and I was just so scared from the trailer. Yeah, that, yeah. That, you know, it scared the hell out of me. And it's just, that sort of, that way that that gets into your head is so awesome to me. Yeah. And Because and, you're doing most of the work, too. One, yeah. They're just showing you one thing, and it just, it grows in your mind. Well, I mean, it's, you know, the Blair Witch Project is a perfect example. Yes. You know, it's, I... Nothing I, happened. No, so yeah, well, no, but it, <laughs> and, and it really doesn't. And, yeah. but it's, and I love that movie, and I'll defend that movie to the death. But I, you know, after seeing that movie the first time... Granted, I saw it in that brief period of time where, like, you know, the internet was always right and was always truthful about everything. And so I believed it was a true story. And so, you know, and I saw it like a preview screening and it was one of those, you know, oh my God, this really happened. How how are we seeing this? How are we seeing this? You know, this This is is something new. Exactly. Yeah. This is a snuff film. How did I get this footage? Yeah. You know, but even then, even after seeing that, you know, being able to think and being so scared, learning it wasn't real, and okay, that's fine. Going back in and saying, you know, what is it about these characters? What is it about this situation? What is it about never seeing a goddamn thing that yes. scares you so bad? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, that's just that's just so fascinating to me. That's that's what I love about horror, and I, I really think that it was going back to being just so incredibly frightened by by The Exorcist. Yeah, and and that that impulse then to to have to watch it again and and not watch it to be scared, but watch it to, to figure out why it. I was scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually going directly off that. So, what is it like? What what does scare you? What scares me? I think the thing that scares me the most is is going crazy, is losing control of my mind, mm. which I think is why The Exorcist affects me so much. Yeah, I think um, you know I've always uh, sleepwalking has always been something that's really terrifying to yeah. me. Um, the idea of you know. So somehow, like, uh, I, I did this, this I wrote and directed the short film Scratches that I was in where I, I essentially, um, I, I end up sort of losing my mind and then I end up killing my, my fiancé. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, that's always been something that has, that has scared me so much yeah. that, that is, you know, I think way, way more tangible for me than like, vampires and zombies and ghosts sure like those things are are they can be scary you know and and they're fun mm-hmm. you know i'm not scared of jason but i enjoy watching him slaughter people absolutely yeah. you know but 
but that that's the scariest thing to me is losing control of myself yeah yeah um that's that's really i think that that's that's what it is for me yeah especially when because if it happens you know how do you know right you know yeah. and it's like when you go up to somebody and you say i think i'm going crazy and it's it's like what does it even mean today it's like i'm feeling different or you know i'm seeing things differently yeah how does that immediately think oh no i'm going crazy yeah but yeah that's always really interesting it's always a really interesting thing and it's really hard to get right but when it mm. is gotten right really well done yeah yeah um so when is the last time you were genuinely scared Last time I was genuinely scared. Um, well, you know, I saw The Conjuring recently, and the James Wan film, Haunted yes. House, the Ed and Lorraine Warren files or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was really good. Okay. Uh, that was very scary. Uh, I jumped, you know, like on on that sort of superficial level of like it made me jump. Jump scares are cheap. Ju- I mean, you know, like, like whatever. Taking into consideration that anybody, like uh, your dog, can jump scare. Yeah, you. yeah. You know, and and I thought about that afterwards. Um, something like the last sort of film that deeply scared me, um, that really freaked me out. Um. Well, I saw, I saw Santa Sangre. Um, the, um, uh, fucking... Wait, that's not the... The... Jaworski. Well, yes. Yes. Jaworski. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. okay. Um, yeah, Santa Sangre really freaked me out. No, you know what the one I'm thinking of is, though? Is, it's this film, I'm gonna get out my phone and look at, look up who, who did it. It's called Possession. Um... Possession. It was. That's more recent, right? No, no. no it's not that. Not that. Possession. Oh, not that. Okay, good. Uh, that, that one was toilets. It's no. It stars the young Sam Neill. Oh, wow. um, nice. Let's see, 1981. He was going to be James Bond. Really? They had before they got Timothy Dalton. There's actually footage of him. They had to do an action scene. They had to do a love scene, and they did the scene from from Russia with Love, where it's like, "My name is Tatya. My friends call me this," and it was. My name is James Bond. My friends call me James. But it's it's Sam Neill doing it with the Walther, and it's so weird. fucking weird to see. It's yeah. weird. Well, yeah. this is okay. So this this is probably the last movie that I saw that really fucking freaked me out. Okay, okay. it's called Possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it was made in 1981, okay. released in 1983. Uh, I don't know how to say his first name. Andrzej, a a n d r z e j Zalowski. Okay. Um, it stars Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny. Okay. And it's about this fucking, uh, I don't even know what it's about. It's, it's like, (laughs) it's like Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny are married. Their marriage is falling apart. Okay. Um, they are, it, it like gets more and more intense where, you know, like see Isabella Johnny, like talking to Sam Neill while she's like hammering away with this butcher knife at this hamburger meat. And then he's like rocking in a rocking chair, but they're like rack focusing so that he's out of swinging in and out of focus. Nice. And it's really fucking bizarre. And then Isabella Johnny mysteriously becomes pregnant and births. This doesn't ruin anything in the movie because okay. the movie doesn't make any fucking sense. Nice. Um, <laughs> but it's so fucking weird and freaky. And Isabella Johnny gets mysteriously pregnant and <laughs> has this incredibly violent birth of some mutant monster in a subway. That then grows in her house while a doppelganger with black eyes of Sam Neill. Okay? Imagine Sam Neill, evil, with fully black eyes. 
All right? They have that in Event Horizon. Yes. Even with the black contacts. Yeah, that's yeah. already fucking creepy. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so then this doppelganger appears that somehow is hell-bent on destroying both of them. <laughs> and then there's this, like, weird monster growing. And then there's a, an, a human child that's somehow involved. And, man, that movie... It sounds ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but it's awesome. so fucking... It sounds like going insane. Yeah. What you're describing sounds like... Yeah. And that's how I felt walking out of that movie. I saw... Because I'd heard of these amazing things about it from these like other horror buffs, yeah. And and there were, it was playing at this movie theater here one night, and so I convinced my wife to go. And we, you know, Jordan and I go, and we sit, and I'm like, you know, it's Sam Neill. She's oh, I like Sam Neill, yeah, like Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. You know, it's this like weird, you know, kind of freaky horror movie. And we're like, you know, cut to ten minutes in, and we're both just silent for the next like two and a half. It's so long, too. It's such a long movie. And you know, and we finally leave, and there's some weird music that was playing over the credits that was stuck in our head. And it's like, can we go? You know, I'm watching this the second I fucking get home. Oh my that's, god, that's too good. Yeah, it's and you have to like do one of those, turn off all the lights, blast the sound, headphones, yeah, headphones, yeah, don't yeah. like and talk on your phone while you're watching it. Uh, yeah, possession, 1981, Sam Neill, fucking get ready to Excellent. get ready to bleed out of your. Eye holes. I'm okay. Down. That's actually something. So I did recently. Um, how did I stumble upon it? Okay, so I had seen previews for the Devil Inside, yes. and the trailer actually looked kind of good. That was when uh-huh. she'd cut crosses into her tongue yeah, or whatever. With yeah, with like the the nun with the white eyes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and I remember seeing some movie and like that was the trailer and very seldom am I affected by trailers at all Mm -hmm. because it's mostly jump scare jump scare but it was like okay all right that looked genuinely interesting and it is so hard to to, to be scared these days like the last time I was scared I think was like Silent Hill the game Mm -hmm. not the fucking toilet that they made the movie out of although it wasn't all toilety but anyway um so I was sitting there like I wanted a horror movie. So I look into that and it's like everything is like, no, don't even bother. Yeah. And so then it was like movies kind of like this. And one one name caught my eye was Sinister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, Sinister. You know, I, I took years of Latin. So I know the whole implication of Sinister is, is it means left, you know. And I thought, you know, okay, let's give it a try. Ethan Hawke. I like Ethan Hawke. Okay. Um, so I downloaded it illegally. Sorry. Um, but the story has a happy ending for the movie people. So, um, sadly, it was a version with the subtitles embedded in it. Oh, no. So, but I watched it, you know, turn off the lights, have 5.1, put the headphones on, you know, me alone at night watching this. Scared the fucking piss out of me. Yeah. Like, the the idea of it is one thing, but the music, you've seen it. Yeah. Okay, so when he's watching the films and the music choices... It is so motherfucking unsettling. Yeah. Yes, there are a couple jump scares, but there were times when, specifically in the films, I wanted the music to end so the film would end, and I wanted the film to end so the music would end. Yeah. I have never been that affected by anything in anything in recent memory. Yeah, that soundtrack's fantastic. Fucking Christ. And what, was it Joseph Bashara? No. Oh, Jesus. I don't have my iPod in my pocket. Uh, Christopher Young. He did Christopher the Young. score. Okay, yeah. The thing is, he did not do that really scary music. Hmm. Each one of the films was different bands. One of the bands was called Cursed, C-U-R-K-S-T or something. Oh, uh-huh. That's one of them. Um, 
uh, another had a German name, Jägen Heisten, Juden, Juden Oxen, Juden Hoxen, Hoxen Juden, something like that. I think they're all black metal bands, quite frankly. But I tracked down those pieces of music, and they are so un... Accursed. That's what it is, Accursed. A-C-C-U-R-S-D or something. Yeah. Um, I have yeah I have the soundtrack yes the, yeah. see that's the thing I downloaded the soundtrack immediately yeah. like I paid for that it was like okay come on none of those tracks were in it yeah but it's these tiny little bits that this guy got from these like German like German death metal bands or something and it's like I have never been more unsettled yeah ever and that blew my fucking mind out and the thing is I want to have people over watch it not in that surrounding by myself lights off headphones mm. focusing on the screen and see if it's actually scary or if it was just that circumstance you know i i think i saw it in the theaters and i really loved it okay and it may be well one the theater was woefully not full of many people at all i find that better sometimes because you get those no matter yeah. where you are don't do that don't go in there he's gonna kill oh. yeah no that's true and i you know it's sort of it's i guess it sort of depends on the movie for me sometimes it's awesome to be in that setting for that sometimes, sometimes yeah. final not. destination in a yeah. theater yeah. is amazing yeah. yes yeah but um but yeah the uh yeah sinister was great i really enjoyed it and i think um i think that for me the sound was such a big player in that absolutely as as it is, I mean, there's a great anecdote about the premiere of Halloween mm-hmm. when, you know, because obviously one of the most famous horror soundtracks of all sure. time, uh, where John Carpenter says that he was sitting in the back and what was really interesting was watching people watch Halloween. Normally in a horror movie, people, you know, the traditional thing is you put your hands over your eyes, yeah. right? You like watch there. But when people were watching Halloween, they were putting their hands over their ears. Well, that theme, it just drills yeah. into you. And on one hand, it's like, if you hear it out of context, it's like, that's really not that creative. But, like, when they associate yeah. that with things happening, like, you just get tense when you hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sound is so important in horror films especially. I mean, yeah. in, any, in anything. But, you know, it's it really transforms the movie yeah. to to something totally different. That's why going back to the co- the Hellraiser unreleased yeah. theme, it's like, I actually had thought for a while that Coyle had done the, the music. And then I found out that they got... Uh, guy who was not Coil, and I remember watching some scenes from it, and then I actually watched some scenes from it with the Coil, and it's like, who thought this was a better idea? Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I've read something where, where Clive Barker was saying that it like the music was so disturbing and hard for him to listen to that... That's a good thing! Uh, yeah, when I know. Clive Barker is yeah. scared <laughs> of something, put it in the movie! Yeah, I know. God yeah, damn it. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't really totally understand it, but, you know, I think the soundtrack that's there is great. Um, it is, but then you find out what could have been. Right. You know, it's one right. of those things, but it's, it's yeah. So, I don't know. If you ever really, like, do want to freak yourself out, watch something with just Coil on. Yeah. And, like, sadly, it is very hard to get their music without paying a lot. Like, they are not an iTunes band. Yeah, no. Um, and I had to, I had to, you know, look for solace in the arms of the Pirate Bay. Well, there is. I know they have the full... That full the Hellraiser. Hellraiser album on YouTube. Yes, yeah. Um, oh, and actually, I'm sorry. So a happy ending for the Hollywood people. So I went out and bought Sinister. Oh, great. I haven't purchased a horror movie decades. Yeah. I mean, the last horror movie I think that really affected me was um, In the Mouth of Madness. Which is great. Oh, it's also amazing. Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah. Sam Neill and John Carpenter, just love letter to H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah, and nailed it. Yeah. Like, that, that simple moment, the dream within a dream... Mm-hmm scared the dick off me yeah ridiculous that was one of those movies where 
I because basically it's I was another going insane movie. Well, it is, yeah. yeah. And when I was when I was a kid, you know, we would go to the blockbuster, and basically the rule was me and my sister could each pick one movie. Nice. That and all you had to go on was the covers. And, yeah, all, all you had to Fucking go on was the covers. A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I go and I see fucking in the mouth of Matt. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a great. There's a great cracked article that's like, <laughs> that's like covers that that absolutely have nothing to do. Yeah. With the, which actually, they, they mentioned that one of the things that happened to me while well, I was walking through and I see the cover for this awesome looking horror film called Kiss of the Spider Woman. And it's the chick with yeah. the arm up. Yeah. I'm going, fuck, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Sexy and scary. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Kiss of the Spider Woman. I, I never went and actually did it. Was there not even a woman in it? Oh, no. I mean, there is, but okay. she's certainly not a Spider Woman. It's like a harrowing personal drama and what? love story. And, like, it's what? not at all a horror film. But it's in the horror section. Eh, I, I probably just convinced myself that it was. No, no. It was in the horror section. No. I remember seeing that next yeah. to these other, like, 20 things. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. like a, a harrowing, intense personal drama. <laughs> a very good film, but not as advertised. Yeah, not, you not, know. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what an interesting, Yeah. <laughs> I'd be disappointed by that. Yeah, see, um, we, we, we fans of horror films don't appreciate metaphor. <laughs> so yes, if you advertise yes. a spider woman, give us an we actual a woman, spider woman, a spider woman. Or a female spider, at least. Yeah. Or a woman with eight legs. Sure, something. Something. Work with us here. Or yeah. four arms and four legs. Right. Whatever. However you want to break it up. Right. And then have her kiss somebody, which I'm sure is going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, and I'm, then I'm... spit webs in their mouth and fill them with webs. Right. That's all we want. Right. We should just make this. We should just and call this. it the actual kiss of the Spider Woman, who's really a Spider Woman, right? And then get Jessica Drew in it, and then confuse a lot of people, yeah. And then get sued by Marvel. That's good. Okay, so this is all on record. We're yeah, good. this is on record. Oh, and you know, I want to digress for just a moment. Go for it. Uh, have you ever seen a film which I saw? I'll say recently. It was within within the last year. Changed my life. It's called Extro. E X T R O. No X T R O. X T R O. No. Okay. Okay. Yes. Paul, Possession okay. and Extro. Possession, Extro, and Apes and Androids. And Apes and Androids, yes. Okay. Extro is a fucking bizarre, <laughs> weird, awesome horror movie. Excellent. It came out in like very shortly after E.T. because it was billed as like the bad E.T. Okay? It's... This is now starting to sound vaguely familiar. It's okay. like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's... All I'll say is <laughs> there's... There's a... a a scene where a man gets birthed fully grown from a woman's vagina. And you see everything. I mean, you see everything. There is a panther for no, for no reason. Um, there is There are pulsating egg sacs. And there is, awesome. I'm not kidding, a midget clown. So, oh yeah, well, that's not the weirdest thing. I mean, okay. I, think the, I think honestly in that... That little collection. I think the panther. The panther, wins. Which, which, which apparently they. I there's in a recent Fangoria issue. They had a whole piece about this movie. Excellent. And and the director was saying something. The director, it seems, is like largely embarrassed by this movie at this point. <laughs> but it's brilliant, and he appreciates that it's got this amazing Excellent. cult following. Thank God. Okay. But good. it's. Uh, but he was like the. They asked him about the panther because it appears like once it's like this fully fucking real like panther dream sequence, or the panther just no, walks through the background. No, it's just like. It's like a ju- like imagine a jump scare. Imagine if in the middle of Sinister there were a jump scare <laughs> involving a panther jumping out from behind a bookshelf. Awesome. That's okay. Yeah, I'm in. And he was like, "Yeah, they got this panther, you know." And we wanted to use it. We didn't know where. Yeah, we so, you know we just we used it. 
Extra. Awesome. Watch it. Extra. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. And it's good that, we're, that this is down here remembering this. Okay. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Okay. Um, so this is a tough one. Okay. Two favorite horror movies. Two categories. Ludicrously, hilariously bad, although I feel like we may have touched on those just now. And okay. then actual, holy shit, breathless with terror. I mean, there are so many in both categories. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is tough. This is tougher than The Simpsons one. Okay. The most, so what was the first category? Like batshit crazy weird? Just like, or just like hilariously bad. Like this is so, like, okay. like the zombies are talking in Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Stabs in the head with a screwdriver. First of all, it should have died. You stabbed in the head with a screwdriver. And yeah. it actually says, get the dang screwdriver yeah. out of my head. Like. Okay. Well, in that category, yeah. I would probably say extra. Oh my God. Okay. Um, okay. So it's I'm, the I'm... most, it's the most bizarre horror movie I've ever seen. Excellent. Okay? Awesome. I, I'd probably say that. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors Yes. is is a close second there. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen that entry. I have. Oh my god. You know, I saw them all. In yeah. my dreams I can walk and my legs are strong. In my dreams I am the dungeon master. You know? In my dreams I'm beautiful and bad. It's just great. Yeah. It, it's just great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Extro is just so far beyond anything else. I, I Excellent. That okay. has to get a place of honor. As far as truly scary. Yeah. Um, there's, I would say that the only, the only movie that is still really hard for me to watch. Yes. Is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. That movie... I'm not really sure why. It's so gritty mm-hmm. and uncomfortable mm-hmm. and and dirty and gross. And it's not a fun movie to sit through. No, absolutely not. You it's know, uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, it, that and like 28 Days Later are kind of yeah. up there for me. But even then, like 28 Days Later has like this fun action stuff. But like for me, a good horror movie. I've always said this: a good horror movie is is really a tragedy. It's it's about meeting somebody that you love and you care about, and then watching them totally fall into hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I I think that like, and then what scares me is when is when that encounter, that hellish encounter, is really like like truly harrowing. And truly sad. Yeah. And, you know, I... I like, The Exorcist, I, I've sort of... I think I've seen so much at this point that yeah. I... It, it, it you know, doesn't really scare me anymore, but, but you know, the worst scene in that for me is the is the medical scene, all the medical tests. Yeah, when she's getting the spinal you know, tap. Yeah. It's just so sad because yeah, this poor girl... She's just crying girl, and she has no idea what's happening yeah, to her. This yeah, this poor yeah. girl didn't do anything and the doctors are doing all this horrible damage. You know, and that sort of stuff to me is what makes a really affecting horror film. And, you know, of all the movies, and I own a lot of horror movies, oh, yeah. and I really love them, and... And the one that really just still gets me every time I watch it is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just and and on top of that, it's just so well done. Like that last shot, yeah. you know, of him dancing with the chainsaw is so like darkly beautiful. Yeah. And and there's this weird so like unsettling. Yeah. And the thing too about like because there's this weird like sort of attempt at humor in it, but it's not yes. it's not funny. No. It's just w- weird and and scary humor. It's a little like the humor in in um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. it's like when the killer's joking with his victim, it's like that's not funny. Yeah. At all. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's so you know. I, uh, 
I, that's such a hard question. It I mean, is. There's yeah. so many good ones. I wish, you know, for a long time, I would have said Event Horizon, but unfortunately, that movie doesn't really hold up. It doesn't. And it all doesn't the flashing work. and like, yeah. what is, I, I did that thing where, you know, they show that horrifying image so quick and I like, you know, I back forward yeah. and pause and it's like Sam Neill's blowing Satan? Some, something, something like, like that. And it's yeah. like, as soon as you find out exactly what that is, it's like, okay, somebody dressed that set. Yeah. Somebody said, today we're doing the um, Satan blowjob. Right. You know, or whatever nickname they uh-huh. had for it. Um, and then it did lose a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I I also just have to give a shout out to what I would say is my, fav- my favorite horror film of mm-hmm. all time is Suspiria. Yeah. Hands down. I love that movie. Oh, that's hard to but watch. But really. it doesn't really fit into either of those categories, which is why I didn't mention it. Yeah. It's because it is batshit crazy. Absolutely. But it, it is also scary. And it's also, it's like purely visual like the story doesn't really make any there sense is, yeah and and you know i'll even admit that it sort of devolves at the end and kind yes. of becomes like a oh you know the the it i think i i say i think it starts out stronger than it ends mm-hmm. total like horror auteur avant-garde cinema yeah at you know this you know fucking scary brutal slasher movie at the beginning and then losing one's mind yeah and then you know, has bugs, and then it sort of bugs, it reaches yeah. this crescendo where it becomes a monster movie. Sure, where there's this woman in this terrible like monster makeup. Yeah, and and which which then but then it becomes fun for me. It's I just love that movie. Yeah, uh, and Argento is just great, and the music is great. Argento's I mean, out of his mind. yeah, Argento is just out of his mind. I am at once excited and scared of his Dracula, which is coming out. Yes, Manson's in that, right, Marilyn Manson. I think. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think he has a part in it. And also, they've been threatening to do something together for years. And yeah. Then, yeah. You know what I have to see is um, this film called The Begotten, which apparently inspired Antichrist Superstar. Wow. Yeah, it's this okay. film. It's this film I just read about recently. I'd never heard of it. Um, that it was an indie film. It was made for, like, no money by E. I think his name is E. Elias Marriage, M-E-R-H-I-G-E. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, what it was, it's about like, I think it's about like the the um, God, it starts out with God disemboweling himself. Okay. And then out of his disemboweledness yeah. crawls Mother Earth, who then, who then jerks God off until he's hard and then has sex with him and then is impregnated with the son of man. And then she births the son of man and then they get like raped and attacked by nomads or something. And then that's like the whole, it's, and it's like 90 minutes and the, but okay. the whole film was presented in this imagery, which was filmed on an old, I, I, I may not get this totally right, but it was filmed on like an old, 1920s silent film uh, video camera yeah. or silent film One camera. Day, yeah. And then after they took that, then they printed it and then scanned it into like a dot matrix printer and then filmed that. And then they did it again and filmed that. And then that's what the movie looks like. And it's like, apparently you can't off... There's no dialogue. Yeah. You know, there's no words in it. It's all this weird music. 
and this these grunting and all this stuff, and you can't even often tell what's even happening on screen because it's so distorted. Sure. But apparently Marilyn Manson saw that film and or somebody had somebody gave it to him as a gift. Yeah. And he saw that film and then while they were recording Antichrist Superstar, he had it on a TV on a loop. Sure. Um, and made everybody watch it the entire time they were recording the film, the sound, the uh, score, or the whatever it is, album. CD album. Yeah. Okay. I'll see if I can listen to it next time and picture that. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. All right. And so, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's focus for a moment on uh, Almost Human. Yes. So it's it's going to be the Toronto Film Festival. Yes. Um, in September. In September. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, it'll be at the Toronto International Film Festival as a Midnight Madness movie, okay. um, which is a huge honor. Uh, Midnight Madness uh, is, you know, sort of the that's the film festival where the the major horror films, you know, uh, get released. Um, it's uh, and then right after that, we're going to Austin for Fantastic Fest. Nice, um, very cool, which is great. Yeah, it's an awesome movie, low-budget indie horror. Um, I play Seth Hampton, uh, who it's in 1983, and uh, uh, the so no cell phones. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all it's all in the early 80s. Um, There's no cell phones, and it all takes place in rural Maine, and nothing good ever nothing good ever happens happens in rural Maine. Yeah, and uh, in the opening scene, I I witness my best friend get abducted by aliens, mm-hmm. and so then obviously, and then and there's there's another witness, but neither she nor I really remember anything about what happened. Yeah. Um, but I'm taken into custody because they think I must have had something to do with this guy's disappearance. Sure. Uh, they can't find any evidence. They release me. Two years later, um, mysterious deaths start happening around okay. town. And we learn that Mark is back, uh, but he is not and everything's himself. Fine. Yeah, everything's totally and then, fine. And this is like kind of a rom com. Yeah, well, then it becomes kind of like Jingle All the Way. Oh you know, God! You know, like finally he's it's... the Sinbad to my Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I've always thought that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's great. And uh, Joe Bigas, the director, is super fucking talented. The guy's going to be a star. I guarantee you. Excellent. Um, and yeah, he wrote and directed it. It's brutal. It's you know, fire in the sky meets nice. you know meet, meets Friday the Thirteenth meets like jingle all the way, jingle all the way. Yeah, um, for some reason that movie's the butt of every, like every joke I tell. It's always jingle all the way. It did it to itself. Yeah, you're just kind of <laughs> helping it on its yeah. way, on yeah. its jingling way. Oh, jingle all the way. Yeah. Um, starring, you know, who was the kid in that? No, you're gonna this is gonna blow your fucking mind. Okay, hit me. Danny Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was the only movie he had done before Star Wars Phantom Menace. You know, from Humble Beginnings. Sure. You know, Brad sure. Pitt had that baloney commercial, that whatever, surf, yeah. surfing commercial. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, yes. But yeah, so Almost Human, yeah, it's great. Um, you know, we're hoping for a, a big theatrical release and... Hopefully it'll be in a town near you sometime. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, so Graham, that is it, except for the final segment. Okay. And at this point, I'm going to show you a list of words. And you are going to pick one and define it. 
define me. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you actually had this word on here because um, it's not a lot of people know about Yodbeth. Yodbeth. Mm-hmm. Yodbeth. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Gary Busey spent a lot of time uh, living in uh, in the tundra up near the Arctic Circle in Russia. Okay. You know, he lived with the, the native peoples up there. Sure. And what they primarily eat is yak and horse. Okay. Uh, is what they eat up there. So as the story goes, mm-hmm. and this is from Gary Busey's autobiography, mm-hmm. um, and as the story goes, when he was up there, uh, he ate this tainted yak meat okay and he ate a lot of it because he's gary busey needs a lot of yeah yeah nothing whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he eats this yak meat he gets very very ill and that night he has these amazing hallucinations in the yurt and the god of tainted yak meat came forth to him out of the haze Uh yodbeth Uh yeah and and uh yodbeth told him all sorts of things that he wouldn't uh disclose um, except for that the world was going to end yesterday, uh, Ooh. which is really, really upsetting. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, I've library books, I've Netflix, I've yeah. had fucking the elephant man sitting on my thing. No. Yeah. That, that movie's not I on really my I really wanted to see that. I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah. But the world's over now because, mm. because y'all Beth said so. So, so the world's over. Yeah. That's. Sorry to end it on a... Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Can we use the swords? God, yes. Oh, we can get the... Come on, girls! Come on out, ladies! Come on out! <laughs> you guys obscenity? Shit, what was I talking about? I remember just a moment ago I was talking about something and then I forgot what I was talking about because I was distracted by the guy who did the thing. Aggressive obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about? Thank you for listening to Digressive Obscenity. Follow us on Twitter at Digress underscore obscene. And rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs>